0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Manny Grammar School Biosociety podcast. Hi, everyone. Today we're back with another episode of the LGS Biology podcast. Um, today I'm joined with Trisha and Sarah, and Trisha will be talking about what we're talking about today.
1: So, today we're going to, going to be talking about it's actually quite a recent discovery, and it's the human pangenome. And it's actually the next level of the initial Human Genome Project, which started 20 years ago. So, so people might
0: so, not know what that actually is, a Human Genome Project. So sorry, I do not want to talk about what that is?
2: Yeah. So the Human Genome Project is an international science research project with the goal of determining the base pairs that make up the human DNA. And it produces... It produced a genome sequence that accounted for over 90% of the human genome. So this is absolutely massive to find out 90% of the human genome. But now we've got a new step to that, which is the human pan genome.
1: So Trisha, do you want to explain what that is? 20 years ago is when this project initially started. However, it was never completed because there was a lot of repeats and complexities in the DNA and a lot of the chromosomes were missing and the main reason was just because of the lack of technology 20 years ago they couldn't really do this however just a month ago a new section was added which and they called it the human pangenome, and this includes almost all the dna of 47 people and they added 119 million dna bases and this is obviously very beneficial to doctors or researchers as they can now explore different types of gene variation, and they can explore chunks of DNA which have been duplicated or lost. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a lot of, yes. I was just gonna ask what you guys think about that and how you think it can actually
0: help. It's a very important tool, isn't it, for like scientists across the world for research, as like, there's just so much we don't know about DNA. Um, And, it's actually quite similar to like another project I know of called the Human Atlas Project. Um and mm-hmm. so that looks at like cells within the human body and it maps all the different types of cells within the body. So this is kind of similar, but on like an even smaller scale in terms of DNA.
1: Yeah. I think that's really cool,
2: but however, one of the criticisms of such gene research is that um corrupt scientists can look at it and then you can kind of create I think we've all had issues creating the perfect human and um looking at perhaps the genomes of embryos and for example editing them if you want certain characteristics or if you don't or perhaps to get rid of um certain things like i think down syndrome is a very common example used so if you find out that your baby has down syndrome now with this new research technically you could find a gene and perhaps remove it or edit it and there's just a lot of ethical issues with it really yeah
1: Yeah, i think it's good in terms of the fact that a lot of genetic diseases and later on we're going to start discussing more in detail about the benefits but as Sarah i was saying it's really beneficial because genetic diseases can be or we can sort of see um like inherited diseases and how they pass on through generations because now we actually know the gene sequence for it but there is obviously ethical reasons as well also, I'm not
0: sure if you had, but I think when I first learned about it, I remember, like, an issue with the human genome project was, obviously, it's, like, it's all, like, private. Like, you don't know who any of the genes are actually are. But if all our, like, DNA was, like, available, and if we knew what genes exactly led to what disease or what led to more cancer, etc., it could, like, kind of be bad for insurance companies. as was kind of good for insurance companies, but bad for us. As if, like, you found out, like, in your own, like, genome, like, if you found out there was a gene that you had that you had high of, like had a higher likelihood of you getting cancer that could mean insurance companies like they would increase your insurance if you get what I'm saying because yeah. like yeah. unless you, you had like a higher likelihood of getting a disease or like dying or whatever they would increase your insurance I mean this isn't something that's happened but this was like kind of something that people thought would happen and it's also yeah. interesting about like privacy and what should be accessed by the public and things in terms of like DNA and people's like genetics and stuff yeah you know, and then I
2: suppose there's the other side of that that now you found out that you have that gene like I think Angelina Jolie is a very famous example like her family has struggled with breast cancer or at least the woman in her family have struggled with breast cancer so she got gene sequencing she found out she had the she found out she had the gene and I'm not sure whether she went through with the double mastectomy or not but um I suppose it gives people the information and it brings to light certain things about themselves so they can make decisions to ensure that they stay healthy or to ensure that they don't get these horrible diseases like cancer so there's two sides of every yeah of every benefit and criticism of the human genome project
0: mm-hmm.
2: so that's yeah. why it's such a complicated issue
1: yeah and it also does help the actual treatment so to formulate treatments for very rare genetic diseases because if we actually know the gene sequence it's quite well, it's much easier for us to sort of find treatment plans and to treat the disease and to treat the cause of the d- cause of the disease rather than just the symptoms mm-hmm.
0: yeah i actually think like genetics and like our dna is like the future of medicine now obviously we have like yeah. genetic engineering and like designer babies and everything like what like the more we know about our genetics the more we'll be in particular diseases but it's also like the more control we'll have and then that can lead to worse things for example in terms of like, what can you genetically engineer and what should or should not be?
2: Yeah. And also with the Human Pen Genome Project, I think there's been too much focus on people of European heritage. And I think that misses out people from smaller ethnic groups. The idea that we have um, the ge- genome and we know the um, genes for every single thing that makes it's kind of a bit generalized. Because for example, for people of minor minor ethnicities if they have the genes. Um don't know which genes cause
1: mm-hmm. certain things.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. So that's been a quick cr-
1: so yeah, step. Yeah, but I think right now the like some of the people who are part of the Human Genome Project, that those are sort of the next steps because Obviously the human pan genome is composed of the DNA of forty seven people. But I think now they're sort of trying to get um DNA from the, the missing key groups in the world, such as Latin Americans or Indigenous Americans. So they are sort of trying to have a more diverse gene or sort of a more diverse genome, which is, I guess, a good thing.
0: Yeah, that's quite interesting because I guess something that was always a criticism in terms of medicine as well is that a lot of it is like centered on like I guess European like races in terms of like a lot of medicine research and stuff has been placed on them so minorities yeah. might like have a disadvantage in terms of that as in yeah. obviously everyone's like genomes are different and like the genes will be different based on like people's races as well and if we don't explore that then it's going to be really hard to treat diseases for everyone.
1: Yeah. And then
2: also the human pan genome, as Trisha said, it's forty seven people. How much can we generalize those forty seven people to the eight billion people that make up the world's population?
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: But it definitely is an improvement from like the original genome project, like from twenty years ago. But yeah,
2: because
1: I'm sorry, about
0: people, it. It? yeah, I, I think from your research you were saying it wasn't many people, was it? But now they have added more people. There's a hundred nineteen mm-hmm. million DNA bases that have been added on
1: yeah because last year actually the dna it wasn't even from a person it was from a tumor so that tumor is not even the equivalent from one half of one individual which was from a geneticist was saying how the from 20 years ago all of the genetic information they got from that tumor didn't even account for one individual so you can see how much even technology had an effect how we went from that to now having the dna from almost 47 people so it's really interesting to see how that's developed
2: yes definitely and i suppose um the whole takeaway from this podcast episode is that the human the human genome itself is so vast and research into it is very, very detailed, but it is progressing slowly. And I just highlights perhaps the next steps that we need to take and the benefits and criticisms of steps that have been taken so far with the Human Pan Genome Project.
1: Yeah. So shall we wrap that up then? Yeah. yeah
0: so yeah. I kind of summarize what you've talked about, I guess.
1: So this podcast we've basically just been talking about the new discovery of the human pangenome and how beneficial it is to researchers as it allows huge improvements to be made in the healthcare industry, such as treatments for disorders or treating inherited diseases. And although there are many positives for this, there are also some criticisms, such as the fact that it does not really represent all human genetic diversity and sort of just focuses on the European on European people but there is sort of steps towards that and there are people who are investigating the human genetic diversity in different ethnic groups.
0: Mm-hmm. So thank you all for listening today I hope you has been bring you um, and we'll see you next time.